is Jared and the GM on ESPN 1025 The Game. Floyd Reese, Marcus Mariota didn't rack up a bunch of yards, but he did throw for three touchdown passes yesterday. The guy who threw 11 touchdown passes last year has seven touchdown passes through four games this year. Yeah. And no no interceptions. Zero no, interceptions. Yeah. He is currently on oh, pace. Marcus Mariota to throw for 28 touchdowns and no picks this year, which is not as good as it was earlier in the year when it was 32. But right now, 28 we'll t- touchdowns, we'll no picks, we would take. Yeah. Right now, he is 13th in the league in touchdowns. He is 19th in the league in yards. He is first in interceptions. And the only two guys that are full-time starters that are with him in that category are Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes. He is fifth in quarterback rating when you take out guys who aren't full-time starters, Gardner Minshew and uh, and Kyle Allen. So he is fifth in quarterback rating. He's first in interceptions, 13th in touchdowns, 19th in yards, which are a lot better than the 28s and the 27. 11 and, and 8 or whatever it was. Yeah, and year. all the stuff that was sure. way down the pipe oh, last yeah. year in terms of ranking. So what do we make of that? The fact that he's got seven touchdowns, no interceptions. He's 13th in the league in TDs. He's fifth in passer rating amongst full-time starters. What do we make of the, the stats that say Marcus is pretty good when if you ask the fans, I would say the fans thought he had an okay game against Cleveland, a bad game against Indy, a horrible game against Jacksonville, and a good game yesterday against Atlanta. Well, see, the indie game for, for the team, but Marcus fits into this. The the indie game was not physical for me. It had nothing to do with the players. It had to do with the brains. I mean, we were dumb. We played dumb football. We lost that ourselves. And, and Marcus was, you know, part of that. But I don't blame, I mean, I don't, I don't think we, we did enough as a player on the field to win that game. It was what we didn't do mentally. Now, Jacksonville, we just got our butts kicked in Jacksonville, which is why that team's a little bit scary. I mean, they just lined up and, and whipped us. So, I mean, that's that's a game that you look at and you say, okay, you know, what are you going to do about that one? Yeah, but the fans and the reaction to Mariota was the strongest after Jacksonville. I mean, they were done with Mariota on Friday of last week or two yeah, weeks ago. Nine sacks, you know, I mean, he was. But that's not his fault. Good. Nine sacks is not his fault. <laughs> Everybody knows nine sacks is not his fault. The, the quarterback, what, what? I mean, this is. Are you surprised about any of this? When you play really good, the quarterback gets all the credit. When you play really bad, the quarterback gets well, all the credit. Well, in Atlanta, they're not calling to get Let rid of Matt say Ryan. This. They will do this every with every team every year. That's not true. Matt Ryan sucked yesterday. He and, was awful. And, I'll say and this. they're not saying if in Atlanta to get rid of Ryan. To, if you were listening to Floyd and Jared in Atlanta right now. By the way, called Chuck and Turner. Whoever they are. They would be screaming about the way Matt Ryan and the receivers played yesterday. No, no, no. Screaming. You, no, the talk in Atlanta is get rid of Dan Quinn. Well, they get rid of somebody. That's I mean, I mean they, they want to fire be. the coach. Now. But I mean, they are they not happy with with what's going on there. I know, but there's a difference between not being happy and wanting to get rid of your franchise quarterback, the guy you took second overall. The Atlanta Falcons, even though they lost yesterday, those fans do not want to get rid of Matt Ryan. In fact, they know. See, we. I think. I think Mariota can be pretty good. In Atlanta, they know Matt Ryan can be pretty good. 
Well, Matt right. Ryan's an MVP. They know that, yeah. yeah. I mean, so there's, there's a difference it. in that. But yeah. at the same time, you know, the coach always goes first, and then it's the quarterback. And that's the case maybe in Atlanta. But Quinn is going – Dan Quinn's going to get fired. I mean, I think there's a chance Dan Quinn gets fired in the next month. Like that, Atlanta is a mess. And I do wonder if they'd make Mike Malarkey the head coach. Did you see Mike on the sidelines during the game yesterday? I didn't. They showed him a couple times. One time he was high-fiving Hooper after he made one of his 55 catches for 197 yards. And then another time, uh, Matt Ryan, I think maybe it was the end of one of those fourth downs or whatever, and Ryan was walking off the field, and Mike was just standing there just looking kind of dumbfounded and just kind of gave him a little pat on the helmet, pat on the butt, you know, and and uh, and even Mike was looking up at the scoreboard like, you know, when they used to show Mike Malarkey and the Titans are getting their butt kicked, and Mike would be looking up there just like, Yep. We're down by 27. <laughs> He's thinking to himself, I couldn't win with him, and now I can't win on the other side. I bet he had to. You know, and Mike Malarkey's a great guy. It had to break his heart to have Marcus just slice him like that. Oh, You know what I mean? Like his team. And I'm sure he loves Marcus and is happy for Marcus, but it had to kill him to watch Mark. It probably had to kill him to watch these wide receivers. Because he's probably standing over there saying, you gave me Kendall Wright, and I, you've got A.J. Brown. Like, that's not really fair. Uh, but that's life. To your phones on Marcus, Corey has been waiting patiently. He's up next. Go ahead, Corey. Hey, guys. Um, I don't think that Marcus is like an elite quarterback or anything, but it really frustrates me when people don't see the fact that he was told he was going to have a whole year to be evaluated. And then after that, they give him a an offensive coordinator who's never called a play in the NFL, then, among others, you lose your best offensive lineman for the first four games, and three games in, people want to get rid of them. Okay, so let's say they're right. So who are you going to get in the free agent market that is going to be actually able to be gotten that's going to be better? Nobody. Okay, so then we draft somebody. So now you're going to draft a rookie with a deer in the headlights with an offensive line that obviously at best has depth issues. And you're going to ruin him because you're going to get him beat up in his rookie season instead of saying, is Marcus good enough that if we build a team around him that can catch the ball and can block for him and can run the ball, is Marcus good enough to not lose us games? And the I, answer is probably yes. I, Corey, I have, thank you for your call. I have a very hard time believing the Tennessee Titans can find a quarterback in the offseason who right now is better than the quarterback that they have. Just look at some of the teams that went out and got new quarterbacks in the offseason, even if they're Band-Aid-type quarterbacks. Keenum in Washington, how's he doing? Are you asking me? Well, you're the only other person on the show. I, I have no idea. Well, he got benched yesterday, and they're terrible. Flacco in Denver, how's he doing? Uh, I mean, again. Oh, and four, and they're terrible. Well, <laughs> like, so you can sit there and say, uh, what's his name in Minnesota? Cousins. He was the answer. Bring in Kirk. $80 million guaranteed. How's he doing in Minnesota? That's. I mean, you know what? The, the question you're asking is the same every year for every quarterback that comes in. It's always the same. And you're missing the point. That is not the point. The point is not whether there's somebody out there that is good enough. Or you can draft somebody that's good enough. That's not the point. The point is, what do you think of your quarterback? And that's all that matters. And that's up to the franchise. The franchise is going to have to make that decision. And somewhere along the line, you know, we can't. 
I mean, the whole discussion about Marcus is up and down, depending on how you know whether we won and how he played, and that's the way it's going to be forever. And and we, you are not next week if we go out there and he throws three interceptions and we lose to Buffalo. The talk, you're not going to be happy with any of that. You're not going to be, you know, he may not be the answer. He may not be. Get a I mean, we're going to go, yeah, we're going to go back and forth and back and forth forever in this thing. And and the, the point being that the only thing this matters to is to the franchise. And what do they think? What does J-Rob think? What does Vrabel think? And we won't know that. Do you know till, that? till the end. I don't know anything about it. Have they told you? I don't know anything about it. Have they bounced ideas it. off of you? They don't. Uh, nothing. If they did, would you let uh, they me know? Have, they have. No, of course <laughs> not. <laughs> but they they were, they were they don't need my advice. They Josh. need to make it. They, you know, at some point in time, it'll, it'll pop into their head. Josh is up next. What's up, Josh? Hey, guys. So, <laughs> Floyd, you hit the nail on the head with everything you just said. To me... If you're describing your quarterback, Jared, as a big Marcus Mariota supporter, if you're describing your quarterback as win or lose, just a symptom of the rest of the team, then you kind of have your answer. And to me, Marcus is basically Jeff Fisher at quarterback. You know, every time he's good for about a good half every three or four games, every time everyone's ready to replace him and do whatever, he'll have a good half and everyone will say, oh, let's see if we can get this out of him more consistently. But at the end of the day, and I'm not one of those guys that thinks, well, we can't go out and find any other quarter. It's a battered wife syndrome. Nobody else is ever going to love me. You know, Gardner Minshew was in the sixth round, and he's out there playing as well with more confidence than Marcus is more regularly. So I'm not the type of guy that thinks you're not ever going to be able to find anybody that's going to get it. And, and Marcus is playing better now because he has better weapons. But, I mean, if the guy can't elevate Corey Davis and – and and Derrick Henry and and all those guys. Then we can go and find that anywhere else. So that's so uh, so I'll go back to this. Thank you for your call. If there is a guy in the draft that J. Rob sees this year and loves, let's use I don't know Jacob Eason at Washington as the example. I have no idea, but let's say John Robinson literally wets his pants watching Jacob Eason play quarterback. Then I'm all for taking Jacob Eason in the first round of the draft, even if you extend Mariota a year or, or franchise Mariota or so the, you keep Mariota around for a year and then you draft Eason in the first round and then after a year maybe you go nine and seven again you flip it over to Eason because you believe he's the next Patrick Mahomes and that he'll really light up the scoreboard I got a problem with that the problem I have is the idea that you're going to go get Case Keenum and be as good or better that's the problem I have like the quarterbacks that have switched places in the last couple of years, all these teams that needed quarterbacks. Minnesota had Keenum, needed a quarterback. What did they do? They went and they got their quarterback, and they are not a better team. They scored six points yesterday. They're not a better team. What about Washington? They lost Alex Smith, broke his leg. What are they going to do? Who do they go out and get? They go out and get Keenum. They're 0-4. They're horrible. Denver, uh, can't have Keenum anymore. Got to get rid of Keenum. So they get rid of Keenum. They bring in Flacco. They're 0-4. 
I mean, if you think that there's a guy right now that can come in and elevate the Titans like you're asking for, that guy simply doesn't exist. Now, if you find him in the draft, I'm okay with drafting him, but I'm not just going to sit there and say that Mariota stinks and anybody else could come in here and play better. He is not Blake Bortles. That is what Blake Bortles was, where you literally could point to a quarterback on the wall and say, this guy is better than Blake Bortles. You can't do that with Mariota. Well, I mean, the franchises go through, whether you go through it through free agency or you go through it through the draft. I mean, Cincinnati's tried to draft a quarterback for 30 years. Akili Smith. No, I mean, the you, kid, Cincinnati's you had go, two quarterbacks could, over the last 15 years. Let me say this. Akili Smith. They drafted the number one. They drafted the quarterback from Houston, number one. They have gone through a dozen quarterbacks trying to find a guy. That's why a guy like Andy Dalton is still there. Because they finally found somebody that at least got him to the playoffs. At least gave well, them a chance. Carson. And everybody wants to say, okay, you know what? Andy Dalton is awful and he should never be the quarterback. But they're going back to and they're saying, wait a minute now. Let's not forget Klingler. Let's not forget Akili Smith. Let's not forget all these quarterbacks that we have been through with not just number one picks, but um, a lot of times the first pick of the first round. And I think you see that with all franchises that are going through this, this problem. I mean, you look at today, Bortles was a number one. Then, uh, you know, you're going to trade and you're going to get, bring in, and all of a sudden, here's, like the caller said, a sixth rounder, a guy you never, ever thought would have a prayer, mm-hmm. ends up being the answer. Who knows? But right now, today, yeah, he's the answer. Okay, let's see how that goes. More of your phone, 615-737-1025 in Vrabel. Kind of brings up the uh, the lack of a quarterback controversy this week. We'll get to that next. Jared and the GM, live from the wholesaling studio, powered by RumbleOn.com. Let me tell you that, Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical, there's no controversy with those guys. They are the best. That's right. And get ready to sing that happy face logo all season long right there, square in the center of the Bridgestone Arena ice. Hiller is a proud supporter of the Nashville Predators. They're also a proud supporter of the Tennessee Volunteers. And they are a proud, they proudly service my home. That's why I love using Hiller. Anytime I have an issue, I go to happyhiller.com. I set an appointment. It's a tiny window. They're there. They're professional. They know what they're doing. They give me a fair price thanks to true transparency pricing, and it is all taken care of. That's right. Thanks to Hiller, they have true transparency pricing. You need to give them a try today. That's Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. Call the Happy Face Truck today. Jared and the GM at ESPN 1025 The Game. Before a game last year, you told us after the fact that you had said to Marcus, I'm looking forward to going out and watching you play. Yeah. Did you say anything like that to him? This week? I say it every week. You know, what I mean, I do. You know, I said same things I would tell um, my my kids is like we, we prepared. We're, we're going to try to put you guys in the best position, and uh, and I do. I enjoy watching them all compete. I, I um, you know, try to help them throughout the game and make adjustments and talk to each each and every one of them. Um, and so, you know, I, I do notice there's not as many fired a quarterback questions this week, so I appreciate that. Vrabel, say, hey, I'm glad there's not as many fire the quarterback questions. I have not heard Ryan Tannehill's name brought up one time today. <laughs> not from a media member, not from a caller, not from a... Oh, no. 
next week. But they'll be, be back next be week. Next week Can could be right we, back to it. Who we, knows? we have not heard from Cedric. <laughs> we have not heard from Robert in Nashville. We have not heard from. Let's try to find who are some of our other just well-known Marcus haters that call this show <laughs> to complain about Mariota. Have not heard from them yet. Although Cedric did tweet me earlier today, uh, Cedric, who just hates Mariota. He tweeted me earlier today, and he said, I will be listening as I travel back to Nashville as I tap that app. I want to hear all the people talk about how great Marcus was yesterday. My boy Floyd is going to come with it. I can hear it now. (laughs) So that was what he said uh, yesterday. By the way, so obvious that how Floyd feels. My pick of the game, my pick to click was A.J. Brown. And A.J. Brown, Floyd laughed at me for picking A.J. Brown in the pregame show. And then after A.J. Brown lit it up, I don't hear any, man, that was a gutsy call by you to pick A.J. Brown. If I knew there was anything behind it besides luck, I would. But I know it was sheer luck. I said they were going to take some shots. (laughs) They did. Dakota is up next on Mariota. Go ahead, Dakota. What's up, guys? What I was most impressed with for Mariota is the fact that he was not only just stepping up in the pocket, when the ends are getting to the edge, but he was throwing the ball away instead of taking the sacks. And I think that was a big reason that he didn't have three, four, five sacks. He threw the ball away instead of taking the hits, which causes him to get injured, and the interceptions that get caused from him just trying to force the ball when he's about to get hit. Floyd, what do you think of that? I think there is something to that. Yeah, uh, he, he, did a, he did a good job of getting, getting rid of the ball. As a matter of fact, he maybe got a little bit overzealous with it a time or two and got got grounding which is arguably the worst penalty in football uh and and then he had the one that you know was kind of they were trying to figure out if it was a fumble or not i didn't think it was and and i thought we were going to be okay but it was anytime they start looking at it and debating and i mean you never know what those idiots are going to come up with so <laughs> So it's a little bit scary. <laughs> Is that but, how you feel? <laughs> Tell us how you really but, feel, Floyd. Good God. But, but uh, I mean, he, he did a much, much better job of getting rid of the ball. You know, they ran three of those boot things out there. And, and I mean, the defensive end was in his face immediately. Um, and and really, I mean, the truth is, when he when he scrambled a couple of times, he did, or the couple of what they ran a, a read option one time or whatever, where I mean, he was wide open for fifteen yards or whatever it was. I mean, it was a when he did run, it was it was well designed and well called. Jason so. is up next. Go ahead, Jason. Hey guys, uh, first of all, I want to say that I I support Marcus and like. I'm on the same roller coaster with everybody else. Whereas, I mean, last week, I wouldn't have been mad if they brought Tannehill in. But I feel like he's got the characteristic that if he can keep it consistent, we can all get behind. Now, second of all, I want to point to you guys, though. Can you please quit speaking the interceptions into existence? Please, 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 please. Yeah, I mean, he's like the no-hitter. Floyd has already spoken three interceptions into existence (laughs) next week. (laughs) Thank you for the call, Jason. Sorry, Jason. Please, no. There there was somebody who was up to kick yesterday. I forget. Maybe it was over the weekend in a college game, and someone was getting ready to kick. And they were like, you know, so-and-so hadn't missed a kick ever or something. And I'm like, and, and the other guy was like, don't do this to him. <laughs> oh, it was, uh, 
It was Alabama. Alabama. Alabama's beaten Ole Miss by 50. And the kicker who got benched after last year, they brought in a new kicker. He's back out there to kick. And Brad Nestler's like, and here comes Bubba Johnson out to kick. He has been perfect on the day. He's really struggled in his career, but has been perfect on the day from 38 and 41. Trying to put it right there. Doink. And Gary's like, why'd you have to do that to him? Why'd you have to do that to him, Gary? Or uh, Brad. And I'm like, yeah, Brad, why'd you have to do that to him? And maybe we are doing that to Mariota because the guy hadn't thrown an interception. So who knows? But he's got seven touchdowns, no picks. You people harp on that all the time. So his touchdown-interception ratio is decent for once in three years. So just be happy about it. Cody has been waiting. What's up, Cody? Hey, what's up? I'm just thinking Fox's record over the last eight games he started. Six and two. I mean, you can't ask much more than that. He should kick seven and one without the coaching malpractice of the Cindy game. I mean, let's be serious now. What other quarterback can really give you that start of the start? He's our quarterback. We're going to win it with him, and we're not going to win without him. Thank you. Thank you for the call, Floyd. Yeah, I mean, Marcus is a supporter. And actually, I, I, the six and two for the last eight games does surprise me a little bit, though, to be honest. Of course, the one game that we really, really needed, we wasn't there. But, I mean, I don't. You know, I mean, they're they're breaking down all these numbers. We'll have all this stuff at some point in time because this argument will only increase. Yeah, I, again, I you always bring it back to the feel aspect of it that at some point you will feel, you know, what Marcus is or what Marcus isn't. I think you're right about that. Uh, and ultimately it'll probably come towards the end of the season where the Titans' fate will be decided and then you'll know. I mean, if you end up in the this, Super Bowl, you're going to know that Marcus is your guy. And this, you know, I mean, the truth is, for those that will end up wanting to save him, I mean, a game like this might be the might be the start. You know, now we go out and and we put together four or five of these games where, again, we're not saying you know you're not throwing 400 yards, we're not, and we're not asking you to, but. You know, there are, um, you know, we know what an NFL offense is supposed to look like, and we expect that. And that's what it looked like yesterday in the first half. More of your phone calls, plus Vrabel's decision to go for it on fourth down yesterday irked everybody except for me. And I got pounded on Twitter. And Vrabel has even done a 180. You talk about flip-flopping, Floyd. Your coach flip-flopped today about his decision to go for it. What did Floyd think of Vrabel's decision to go for it? And what do I think 24 hours later about Vrabel's decision to go for it? We'll get to that coming up next. Hey, let me tell you about the latest from my friends at Authentically American. That's right, Authentically American. Great for your business, but also great for you. They got their new sweat ink line that has come out. What is that, you ask me? Well, let me tell you. The other day I was at the gym. I was hitting it pretty hard. I had a shirt, and it said strong on the shirt. As you go through your workout, you sweat through your shirt. All of a sudden, the sweat-activated ink activated the word American to show that I was American strong. Go look at my Instagram, at the Jared Stillman. You'll see a picture of the sweat ink in action. It's the latest from Authentically American, and you can rock sweat-activated ink as well simply by checking out the entire collection at AuthenticallyAmerican.us. Authentically American is perfect if it's just you or an entire group, such as a high school team, a gym, a race, a charity. Authentically American Sweat Ink now features their Freedom Design and West Point and Naval Academy line. And here's a bonus for you. Use my name as a promo code, Jared, J-A-R-E-D, at checkout 
and receive 20% off whatever you order from Authentically American. Whether that's polos or sweatshirts or hats or sweat ink, you get 20% off. That's promo code Jared, J-A-R-E-D. Authentically American, my guys, they are the best. Everything you have made in the USA with them, Authentically American, the next iconic brand that is truly American made. Jared of the GM, it's ESPN 1025, the game. You know, I think that, you know, just trying to be aggressive, and again, we were kind of playing with house money there, the way the ball, you know, had kind of been bouncing around. I felt our defense was playing great. thought we could really um, end it there and, and get going um, offensively, but we didn't make it. We didn't end up. You know, converting a lot of credit to our defense today. Uh, there's a lot of talent over there. It's a lot of really good skill players. You know, Matt Ryan's gotten into great rhythms in the last couple weeks in the second half, and uh, we were able to hold him um, just to the field goal. So Vrabel decides to go for it up by 14 in the fourth quarter on fourth down and one instead of kicking the field goal. And you heard him right there say, you know, I kind of felt like I was playing with house money at that point, and, you know, kind of had a long-winded non-explanation there. But make of that what you will. That's what Vrabel said yesterday. Vrabel today changed his tune a little bit. You still feel good about house money as opposed to three-score lead? Um, no, I think that if, you know, given the opportunity, I think probably um, the, the proper decision – not knowing if you're going to get it is to, you know, go up three scores. I mean, that's, you know, that's that's how it goes. You know, you make a decision that's that's decisive. And again, I thought, I always think we're going to get it when we go for it. And you know, that, if I get the chance to do it again, like like all everybody else, um, you know, just be better and, and you know, go up three scores. And you know, I just want to try to put the game away. So that was Vrabel's take on going for it yesterday where he kind of flipped and flopped there and said, well, you know, I guess go looking back on it, I would have kicked it. But I made a decision that was decisive, right. which I'm thinking, oh, that's good, Mike. You know, congratulations. <laughs> I mean, you can make a decision to drive your car into a wall. That's, you can be decisive about it. It doesn't make it good. Uh, but I said yesterday when they did it, Floyd, I tweeted out yesterday. I said, I am not going to criticize Mike Vrabel for going for it on that fourth down and one. I am not going to criticize him for that because I. this is the way I looked at it. Now, I would not have gone for it on fourth down and one there. I would have kicked the field goal. But I have a different personality than Vrabel. I looked at Vrabel looking at this game like, I'm up 14. I feel pretty good. So the feeling right now is pretty good about winning the game. If I kick the field goal, I'll feel really good about winning the game. If I, if I get the first down, bleed more clock off, and score a touchdown – I will feel like the game is over. So this is my chance to go for the kill shot, to go for the win, so I'm going to do it. Doesn't make it the best decision, but I understood what he was doing, so when they didn't get it, I'm like, okay, I understand what he was doing. And everybody just laid into me on Twitter and gave it to me. How dumb? You go up three scores, Jared. That is so stupid. You are so stupid. Why do you think? And, I mean, I get, look, up three scores, you're probably going to win the game. You feel really good about it. But if you score a touchdown, the game is over, and Vrabel was going for the kill shot. So I understood what he was doing, even though I didn't necessarily, like, I wouldn't have done it. I got why he was doing it, so I'm not going to criticize that. And I stand by that today. I get what he was doing, 
It's not the smartest. It's not the safest choice in the world. But I get it, so I'm not going to criticize it. And yet everybody else was just hammering Vrabel for that decision yesterday. What did you think of it? I didn't. You know, I mean, we've been through this before on these kind of fourth down decisions. And I don't. I don't criticize him because I know in all these situations there are two sides to the story. And whoever is the guy that's making the call, if it works, you're going to be a guru, a genius. If it doesn't work, you're a dummy. I mean, it's just that simple. And that's why a lot of guys, you know, will refuse to make the call. Um, You know, I, I... I don't, I'm not going to criticize the call either way, you know, now would I have done it? No, I, I would have gone up three, but I'm, I'm like you. I understand exactly why he did it. He was going to, this was going to end the game. He was, you know, we're going to prove a point. We're going to, you know, emphasize what we've been trying to sell to the players. We're going to all those things. And, uh, and, and it didn't work. And but you know you're up by fourteen or seventeen or whatever it was at that point in time, you know you're still okay. Now could it have totally backfired? Sure, you know I mean it would have been, it would have been highly unlikely, but it still could have. Uh, I questioned more a couple of of the ones that they went for, you know, and what what they got out of that because I'm not sure that they had, um, you know, I'm not sure that he got all he wanted to out of the especially the first one. I mean he could because I think we we turned yeah, we turned right around and scored on that one. Oh so. yeah. I mean the 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 ones where but, they didn't get it were total backbreakers momentum wise. Yeah. So, so 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 this is for me and so I agree now I hate this whole thing that you always go into and I know you, you know where you're like, you know how many meetings that they've had to go over this stuff to decide. Oh, yeah. I mean I get that, but Vrabel sitting on the sidelines playing off of his gut. You know, you can tell me that they've had 9 billion meetings, to, and they probably have, because, I mean, when you're a football coach, what else do you have to do? So they probably have had 9 billion meetings to talk about this. I'm telling you, Vrabel's watching the game, and is sitting there saying, uh, yeah, go for it. I mean, it's all gut with him, which I hate. Well, uh, that that one was. But I'll say this. I mean, I'll guarantee you they can find little analytics out there that'll back up the uh, decision. Oh, sure, whatever. You know, it's, all uh, the fourth down decisions that, that are being made in the NFL – are, have all been initiated. The The process has been initiated by all this analytic stuff. I'm like Belichick. I, which, I'm not smart enough for yeah, that, so which, I don't care. Which tells you that, you know, going for fourth down, in a majority of the times that you would not go for it, you probably help yourself to win. What, what kills me, though, is the fans went nuts yesterday when they didn't get it. And they were saying, how stupid, you go up three scores, what are you doing? And I'm like, where have you all been watching this coach do stupid stuff on fourth down before? Like, where have you been? Like, one, that's what he does. And I rank this as the sixth dumbest fourth down decision or two-point conversion decision in his tenure. Number one, the dumbest decision. Fourth and six at Jacksonville a week ago. You were never going to get it. Like, to me, this is what plays into going down on fourth down. One, what do you have to lose if you don't get it? Two, what are the odds of you being able to get it? And three, uh, how much does it change the momentum of the game? 
And so I put number one, fourth and six at Jacksonville. Once you didn't get that game over, like you had no way of getting that, your offensive line couldn't block, and you went for a fourth and six and where Mariota's going to have to drop back. You had no shot of getting it. You went for it, and at that point the game was over. I thought it was the dumbest decision of all of his fourth down choices. Number two, at London, two-point conversion going for it against San Diego last year I thought was so stupid. You had dominated that football game. Dominated it. And if you hadn't had some dumb turnovers and a couple busted coverages, you would have won that game going away. You tie the game, you go to overtime, you get a stop, you get the ball, you win the game. I thought that was stupid. That's number two. Number three, fourth and one at Houston, handoff to Luke Stocker. The decision to go for it was bad. The real problem was the actual play call they had, a handoff to Luke Stocker. That was embarrassing. That was worse than yesterday. Miami, fourth and goal from the three. Stupid. Opening drive of the game. Take the points. Take your three points early in the game. Way dumber than when you're up 14. And then I think you could argue the decision to go for it on fourth and two last year against Philadelphia, in which they got it and won the game, might have been dumber because what are the odds, even then if you get that, that you won't be kicking a field goal for the tie at the end of the game? Now, they ended up scoring a touchdown on the final play of the game, but... You know, they would have had to kick the field goal on the next play if they didn't get it there, and they still would have tied the game. So to me, yesterday's decision for Vrabel off the top of my head was the sixth dumbest of his decisions to go for it. And it's the one I have the least amount of problem with. I have no problem with it. I I wouldn't have done it, but I get what he was doing. And I tweeted out before that drive, I said, a touchdown on this drive ends the game. And I think Vrabel thought the same as I did. So Vrabel thought, I can kick a field goal, which will get me up three scores, which would be good, but a touchdown on this drive ends the game. And they had moved the ball well against the Falcons, and again, he's Johnny go for it. That's what he's going to do. When in doubt, he's going to go for it. Bob, do you think they're going to go for it on this play? Yes, he's going to go for it. That's what he does. So if you're not going to criticize, if you're going to criticize him for this decision, which is fine, it's in your right, then you have to look at all the other fourth down decisions, which are dumber, and you have to think to yourself, is this guy a bad coach? Which I'm not saying today, but I'm just not criticizing this decision because I get where he's coming. I I know what he's doing. He's proven to you what he's doing. So to me, I, I look at the consequences of what happens if you don't get it more so than I do like the the... The well, you would have been up three scores. I mean, I care much more if the consequences I lose the game if I don't get it. That's where I I get, you know, I'm I'm playing the Chargers. I'm beating their butts up and down the field in London. And if I don't get this two point conversion, I lose. Well, that's a lot different to me than it was. Well, the difference between going up between two scores and three scores in a fourth quarter of a game you've owned. So I, I'm I'm just stunned. I, I'm just stunned. I'm stunned at the amount of people that are throwing a fit about this one when they wouldn't have thrown a fit about the other ones beforehand. Okay. Well, see, I, I think you don't like it. I think the reason you're just not criticizing is because you refuse to criticize the coach for going for it. No, 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 no. It, 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 the only reason I criticize it is because the people that criticize it has never, 
been in the situation where they had to make that decision. Never in their lives. And if you ain't been there, then you don't have the right to criticize. See, that's just not true. Well, that's the way it is in my life. I mean, everything in life is you can be criticized that's about if you haven't exactly done it. exactly right. It's and like, you can be one of those guys well, that runs like people, around criticizing people for making a decision about their life. You can do that with every single person you meet. And that's fine. You know, if it's what you, I, I could criticize you for the way you dress, for the way you, your religion, for the way you eat, for your conditioning, for any of that stuff. I mean, I could, people do that. But if you don't do, if you haven't done it, then I don't think you can be critical of it. Well, and I, that's why I, it's hard. I see. I just think that that's, that's not life. Like, I think that that is the number one thing for players to go to is to say, you didn't play the game, you don't know, so you can't criticize. I mean, like, and, the, like, and there's truth tell, to like, that. And a, there's truth a cardiologist. To that. It's just like, the, it's, it's like, cardiologist. Is a great cardiologist example. not allowed to second guess Vrabel, and you say, well, he has to make a decision right then and there. And the cardiologist is looking at you like, I got to make a lot more <laughs> no, important no, no. decisions that's, that's not than the you got to make decide does to go Vrabel, for it. Does Vrabel have the right to criticize the cardiologist? that says, I need to do surgery. Does he have the right to do that? Does he have the right to sue for malpractice? Does he the have wrong? the right to tell the doctor yes. not? He has the right to do that? He has a right to sue that cardiologist do if you, that's the wrong choice for malpractice. That is what it is. If the yes, doctor, if Vrabel goes to the doctor and says, the doctor says, I need to operate on your wife. Does he have the right to say, no, no, we're not going to do that? You, I think you're wrong. Do you know it's how many yes people or, say it's that? It's yes or no. It's yes. yes or no. You've ever heard of getting a second it's opinion? It's yes or no. I'm going to say yes. Oh, yes. Okay. It's called getting a second That's opinion. Good. It's called suing for malpractice. And if they say the same thing? See, I mean, what good's all that? Second opinion, and if your wife's dead, what good is any of that? That's where you are. Now you're going to sue because why? Well, I told him he shouldn't do it. <laughs> and then you'll get millions of dollars. <laughs> to your phones next, which does not bring that person back. To your phones next, 615-737-1025. Jared and the GM, CSPM 1025, the game. Hey, Preds fans, Smashville Live returns this Wednesday, hosted by Braden Golf from Brew House, South and Cool Springs, located at 1855 Galleria Boulevard, 7 to 8. This week's Smashville Live guests are National Predators GM David Poyle and Assistant GM Brian Poyle. The first 50 people will have the opportunity to get an autograph or a picture. Fans can win tickets to see the Preds take on San Jose at Bridgestone Arena October 8th. Plus, Nash and the Preds Energy team will be there. Smashville Live brought to you by Amsterdam Vodka, Spring Hill Heating and Cooling, and Red Spirits and Wine. Jared and the GM, CSPM 1025, the game. Accurate, you know, stood in the pocket. A lot of timing. There was a lot of anticipation, and I thought that uh, really good scheme. I thought you know, things come together, and, and players were, you know, trusting what we were doing. We talked about discipline in the passing game with their post safety looks, and a lot of credit to the O line not giving up uh, any sacks today. And I thought protected very well. That was Mike Vrabel. So we're going over the Vrabel decision to go for it on fourth down yesterday. Joe Rex wrote from the Athletic just blew my phone up over how neither of us are criticizing Vrabel for that decision. Uh, and he says, yesterday was the dumbest because a field goal ends the game. And I'm thinking to myself, so does going for it for two in London against the Chargers, but it ends the game in the fact that you lose. And here you, 
again, the difference between three possessions, two possessions is huge, but it's not as big as the difference between if I don't get this, I lose the game. To me, there's a big difference between those two. You sure. don't get the two-pointer in London, you lose. End of story. And so I have no – I mean, I'm not going to criticize Vrabel. Plus, the other thing about the Vrabel thing that bothers me, Floyd, is this is who he is. He always goes for it. So why are you shocked when he goes for it now? You, you can't be selective. He's, he said he's always going to go for it. Now, I think that that's stupid because I think sometimes it should be based on the score or the feel or the momentum or something, but not Vrabel. He's shown over his tenure as Titans coach, he's going to go for it on fourth down. And you all like that about him. I don't. You do. Talking about you, the fans. And, you know, to me, you, the fans, in my opinion, love the fact that Vrabel always goes for it. So so don't complain about this one. Let's go back to your phones. Adam is up next here on Jared and the GM. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Floyd, do you remember on Friday I told you I'd call back in today because I said the Titans <laughs> are going to spank Atlanta? Yes, uh, I do. Yes, sir. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so what you guys have been talking about, I don't even know why you're spending so much time on that. It'd be the same as me calling you and saying, hey, you need to run your show like this. Who am I? I'm just a fan. Like, you could just hit the, you know, delete button, uh, ignore my call, whatever. Like, that's the exact same thing. I don't even know why Vrabel tolerated that. I would have roasted the media for asking that question today. It would not have been worth doing that. I mean, I appreciate your call. The idea of, you know, you calling us and telling I mean, people tweet me all the time say, you guys suck. You guys are going to get fired soon. It's like, we just signed multi-year extensions. We're, we're probably not getting fired anytime soon. <laughs> um, but, like, that comes with probably any public job. I mean, if, if Vrabel had gone out there, if Vrabel had just gone bananas on whoever asked the question about going for it, um, it would have been a much bigger story than him just admitting to that he would have done it differently if he could do it again. Which, by yeah, the way, and, and it didn't work. You know, had it worked, he, he'd have been fine. You know, okay, we're good, but it didn't work, and so you know that's a good reason to say, yeah, if I had a chance to do it over again, knowing the result, I wouldn't do it. Okay. Yeah, and I think the other thing you have to allow for is your coach to admit that he was wrong on something. I mean, like there are times all the time where you try to plan out as much as you can and then push comes to shove and the rubber meets the road and you have 20 seconds to make a decision or five seconds to make a decision, you make a decision you regret. You know, whether it's something you say to somebody or something you do, and I mean, you have to allow for the coach to be able to say, hey, I regret that decision. Which, again, I don't know why he's backing off that one. I mean, if you're going to go for a fourth and six against Jacksonville like an idiot – and then you go for this one. I, I don't understand how you know people aren't up in arms about the Jacksonville one was inexcusable. I mean, the Jacksonville one to me made me want to throw up. That was so dumb. Uh, Harold is up next. Go ahead, Harold. Yes, I got an interesting uh, Mariota stat for you. Uh, when he throws uh, twenty to twenty nine times a game, he is eighteen and six. When he throws less than twenty or more than twenty nine, he's eleven and twenty four. Thank you. Okay, so I didn't wow. really. I mean, I, I didn't I really wonder what to that. that. I wonder why that is. I don't know if there's a correlation there. Let's go to Philip. Go ahead, Philip. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. I, I think Brable should be praised for the defense of uh, switches that he made. I think there was several key defensive switches. I don't know what they said to Adore Jackson, but he played a lot better this week. Uh, also, I like the uh, switch of. Uh, not like Finch, he's played okay, but 
but I don't know who number 93 is. I think we got him from a trade. Reggie Gilbert. Yeah, he made several plays in that game where I thought it was one where they did the end around. He chased the guy to the sideline, which I thought was a great play, and he, he, he played pretty good. And also, I don't know why they don't start. I hope they start doing this. But putting, um, uh, what is his name, uh, or Wood, uh, what is Woodyard. Wood, Woodyard, putting Woodyard in on rundowns, and especially at the end of the court, I mean, at the end of fourth, if they're trying to run out the clock on us, he plays the run way better than our other two middle linebacks. He, he just hits the hole, gets them in the backfield, and I really like those changes that they made. So I just want to praise the Titans' uh, defensive coaching for that. Thank you for the call. I think they do put Woodyard in on rundowns. It's interesting how when Woodyard gets in there, not taking anything away from him. Now, Brown, Brown is a playmaker. We've seen that. I mean, he's gotten sacks. He's gotten interceptions. Uh, he made the great tackle on the quarterback on a scramble on one of those fourth downs. Uh, you know, he is a playmaker. He can run, and he's all over the field. Evans has not been that obvious in those kinds of plays. Uh, and Woodyard is one of those kind of guys. You know, Woodyard's in the game. I don't even know how many snaps he was in. But, I mean, he gets in the game. First thing that happens is tackle for a loss, you know, for about three yards. I mean, he he runs through and, and is able to get to the guy. So he's uh, – he. I'm going to tell you what, it's, it's re- they're really, really lucky to have him. He is a great guy to have on your team. He does a lot of good stuff for them. And I think he was a big loss in the Jacksonville game. He was out, um, you know, with an injury for whatever reason. 615-737-1025. We'll get back to more of your phones. But coming up next, Floyd's three things. Three things he liked from yesterday's game against Atlanta. Three things he did not like. In the meantime, it's time to give away a pair of tickets to see Nashville SC. That's right. Be caller three at 615-737-1025. You'll win a pair of tickets to see Nashville SC taking on Louisville City FC at First Tennessee Park on Tuesday, October 8th. Get excited about that. I'll probably have to go on the radio in Louisville when I do my weekly segment on Wednesday. I'll probably have to go up there and uh, talk some trash and rooting on Nashville SC. So good luck to uh, winning those tickets. Let me tell you about my buddy TJ Anderson. That's right, TJ Anderson. Talk to TJ this weekend. But TJ Anderson, if you're buying or selling your home, you got to get with TJ Anderson. Why? Because TJ knows exactly what he's doing because he knows the market. He knows what things are going for. He knows what you can sell your home for if you're selling your home. He knows what the best price you can get in as. He knows that. That's why he's been here for forever, and they've had the success with their clients that they've had at TJ Anderson Homes. If you're selling your home, get with TJ as well. Thousands of people go to tjandersonhomes.com on a daily basis. Have your home be one of those thousands that people are seeing. And if you want to keep up with your home's value, it's simple. Text RADIO, R-A-D-I-O, text RADIO to 615-866-4670 to get your home's value. They'll send you a monthly update. That's what I do with my home. It's easy. 615-866-4670. And you'll keep up with your home's value. Again, you'll get updated monthly on that. That's TJ Anderson Homes, part of Benchmark Realty, online at tjandersonhomes.com. TJ Anderson, your road to real estate starts with my buddy, TJ Anderson. Jared and the GM, it's ESPN 1025 The Game.